Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith and I was attending Mass, but I was not present. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck wrote in my faith. I did not want to become Catholic. I came into the church kicking and screaming. I even left for a period because I was like, I, I can't. All my plans that I had are gone now. So I tried to go back only, and that's only to come back later on because of the, ultimately because of the Eucharist. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. My husband comes home from work and I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, oh, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it, honey. You've been trying to quit. And you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never follow through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you on your own could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice, the blood of Christ, and the bread as participation in the body of Christ, and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time. So in other words, you need to decide what are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist or not? Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder, and as always, I am joined by my uh, friend and co-host, Ann DeSantis. Uh, so welcome, Ann, into the program, and uh, thanks so much for being here, as always, on another great Tuesday morning. 
Yeah, another great Tuesday morning. Like I always say, I love summer. <laughs> yes, it I is. I hope I keep saying it when fall hits that I now love fall. So, <laughs> <laughs> so very anyway. good. Anyway, how are you? Good? Good. Awesome. We Praise have a wonderful God. guest. We have a wonderful <laughs> guest today. Why don't you tell them uh, who it is? Yes, Amy Brooks is a wife and mother and the founder of CatholicsOnline.net, as well as PrayerWineChocolate.com. And that's also on social media. And it's a wonderful resource for Catholics, whether you're in ministry, an artisan, or someone who just uh, likes to connect with other Catholics. It's, it's just a wonderful place to go online and meet some terrific people of faith. So again, Amy, yeah. welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, um, you know, we didn't really get to hear completely your faith story. It was a little bit broken up. I wondered if you had any other uh, words that you wanted to just share about your own faith and family, because not everybody was able to hear what you said at the beginning. Oh, um, so I said I was, um, I've been, ca- I've been Catholic my whole life. My parents had me baptized as a baby. And um, one thing that was instilled in our family was the importance of faith and going to mass every Sunday and praying before dinner together and praying the rosary. Um, so as an adult, I found that my faith really helped me when I went through struggles, especially feeling, you know, feeling sad or depressed or anxious. Um, it, it was nice. It was nice to be able to pray and, and truly believe that someone is listening to our prayers and, and loves us. And when we go through suffering, um, our God is no stranger to suffering. Our God is no tra- stranger to heartache and struggle. So um, being able to know that, you know, when, when things hurt, that Jesus understands hurt. Um, and I said, I picked up prayer journaling, which I think really slowed me down and allowed me to um, think, don't just ask God for things, thank him for things. Um and I love our Catholic faith because it is so nice to have saints to, you know, look at and say, okay, this is how they loved God. And to know that they, that we can ask, like, I can ask you and Bill to pray for me, but I can also ask saints in heaven to pray for me as well. And I love a novena. I love praying a novena because, um, honestly, I feel like I learn a lot about myself when I pray a novena. I mean, anybody can pray for something one time and be like, oh, I would really love a million dollars. You know, (laughs) but if you have, if you want something so bad that you pray for it every day for nine days and that you don't change your intention, I often would start a novena praying for one thing and the third or fourth day, my intention would change because I think I learned, you know, what is truly in my heart? What does God really want? So I think that, you know, they can be teachable moments. A novena is a great, um, allows us to... a lot of introspection into, you know, what it is inside of us and what it is that we're hoping for and what God wants from us. And do they match? Do they line up? Because ultimately God wants us to be joyful and happy and he has greater, you know, God knows all. So he knows the whole plan. Yeah. So we have to trust that it's a better plan. (laughs) So, yeah, and that's hard beautifully to do. said, Amy. Yeah, beautiful. And, and you are a person of deep faith and wisdom, too, Amy. You really are a person of wisdom. And well, maybe that's being over 40. 
<laughs> does wisdom just come with age? <laughs> right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I totally get that. Uh, but anyway, going back to uh, Catholics Online, I just pulled it up and it's a beautiful website. Um, it says, can the internet really help me find Jesus? Discover the best Catholic content online, grow closer to Jesus, be inspired, step out in faith. And then you have different sections there for authors, speakers, artisans, businesses, ministries. So um, how did, what was it like for you to develop that website and to get things going there? Because you have quite a following and I know that you've helped me, helped my ministry so much that I'm the director for, which is the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation, uh, just being connected with you and so many others. Well, it actually started as a community, a Facebook community. So, um, and that website is beautiful because of Sarah Estabrooks. She is a blog to Jesus Sincerely, and she built and designed that website from the ground up. And then another one of our members, Kristen Bird, she has a ministry called Burning Hearts Disciples, and she does a lot of maintenance for us. She's just extremely talented in the, in the tech side of things. So the, uh, Kristen Bird, Burning Hearts Disciples, and, and Sarah Estabrooks, from um, To Jesus Sincerely. Um, when I started the group, Sarah uh, was just starting out as a blogger and she reached out to me and I said, well, I'm starting this group. Would you like to help me? And she, she helped me so much. So uh, yeah, it was a community. And I, I thought um, I actually belong to something called Philly Social Media Moms. Mm. So part of my idea came from Philly Social Media Moms, which was a community and, and a directory that local businesses would use to connect with people who had platforms. So um, if a restaurant or um, something like Peddler's Village was in need of extra exposure, they would reach out to all the local bloggers and you know, local influencers, and it was a cheap way to market for them. So that idea led me to say, you know, we should have a Catholic one of these, a Catholic directory. And my idea, it was, you know, if you're looking for a Catholic gift, you can go to this directory and see all the artisans and businesses and all these amazing gifts that people have no idea that are out there. You know, if you search for Catholic gifts on Amazon, you're not going to come up with a lot. And if you search on Etsy, you might get overwhelmed. So a lot of our businesses and artisans have Etsy shops, but they also have their own independent websites. Not all of them have Etsy shops, you know, so that was one idea I had. You want to get your um, niece a baptism gift or your child a confirmation gift. Or you're going to be a sponsor. Um, you're going to a Catholic wedding, you know, just for Christmas or Easter, you want to remind your loved ones that this is not just about getting gifts. It's there's there's a faith element <laughs> to this holiday. Mm. So I wanted Catholics to be able to go and find and there's so many cool things out there. People are so creative. And so it's not like, you know, 10,000 rosaries, although there are very cool rosaries. There's baby bibs that have bless us, O Lord, and these thy like, gifts on them. Oh my God. You know, like. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It's just no, cute. Yeah. I mean, people are so creative. There are so many cool things out there. So you can give a 16-year-old cool jewelry that reminds them to pray. Mm. You know, you can give a guy 
a t-shirt that says, uh, may the Lord be with you. And it looks like the Star Wars, may the force be with you. T-shirt. May the Lord be with you. I like right. That. <laughs> so there, there are things that appeal to all different audiences. And I wanted the world to see this. So uh, that's, that was my vision. And also sometimes you just want, you just need a little Catholic inspiration. So that's why we have our bloggers and authors. But another thing that I was so excited about the Catholics online website about is the map. So you can actually go to the map and say, I want to see, I want to have, you know, of course, usually there's not a pandemic and you can plan retreats and parish events and you can find speakers that are local. So if your parish's budget is limited, you can't pay for the plane ticket for an international or national speaker. You can find someone local that is a Catholic speaker. You can say, you know what? I want our craft fair, our Christmas craft fair to have Catholic artisans. So you go to the map and you find the Catholic artisans that are near you. Oh, so that's cool. terrific. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to check that. I haven't seen that yet, but I really like Catholic shopping bag and that's also on Facebook. So yes. I would recommend for people yes. to please like that page. There is so much there, you know, Catholic social media influencers and Catholics online. I mean, it's all good stuff. Uh, so if whoever you are, whether you are a, a Catholic um, uh, artisan or just someone who appreciates uh, all the aspects of our faith, if you're not necessarily working in the Catholic, uh, the field of, you know, the Catholic church, it doesn't matter. There's so much there for you. Um, and even nonprofits. So if people are listening and you have a, a nonprofit and you're Catholic, you can also get on their directory, right, Amy? I mean, that's another thing, your directory. What? Yeah, it, you, and it, we are always taking new members. So mm -hmm. um, when you go on the website, it says members, you click on that, it says become a member. So there's an application and we do ask, you know, are you a practicing Catholic? Um, most of our businesses and speakers are somehow evangelizing. So um, if you're making jewelry that's just like pink, red, and blue, we might not be the spot for you. But if you're making jewelry that has crosses and necklaces that have miraculous medals on them, you know, that your, your mission is not only that you're a Catholic with a business, but you're a Catholic with a business that wants to remind people to right. pray, remind people how important that God wants to hear from them every single day and that there are sacraments that um, you can encounter the Lord with. And, you know, we encourage deeper faith, growth in faith. We, we um, Everybody on the directory is, is there to meet a Catholic or a Christian or anyone to meet them where they're planted in their faith journey and to help them grow closer to the Lord. So whether you're someone who likes traditional Latin mass or you're someone who has been away from the sacraments for 30 years, there's somebody there that can connect with you and whose words can resonate with you and that you can with them be accompanied really and grow closer to our Lord. Yeah, this is so Amen. cool. This is so cool to see um, your your website and just looking through this whole thing. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, and I really encourage people to reach out to you. I mean, you know, we, we have a lot of different speakers, authors, bloggers that come on to our uh, shows, 
um, and 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 get listed and you know and and work with you on the on on you know providing their services to 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 Catholics all over the country. I mean, this is in, very impressive, and um, I'm. I am very, uh, very inspired by the vision that you have, um, that, you know, for this because uh, this can really help the church uh, and 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 help local church uh, and help and help global church. So, wow, what a what an amazing vision! Thanks for thanks for thinking of this. Thanks for being inspired by the Holy Spirit to do this. Amen, amen. God is really working in your life. I mean, I'm blessed to know you, honestly, Aww. Amy, and, uh, and, and I know that the people who are listening on this podcast are too. Um, I wondered if we could talk about your uh, writing, because Amy is also a Catholic author, and I know that you have a book that's coming out real soon, or that it did it just come out. So tell us all about that. Uh, sure. Yes. Thank you. So um, a couple years ago, I wrote a Catholic journal for girls. It's called Be Yourself. So I actually had this idea years and years ago, and then it it just kind of, you know, sat on a back burner. And when I started blogging, I came into contact with a guy named Jerry Winley Doust, who runs Grace Watch Media. And he read one of my blog posts, and I thought, oh, you're a publisher. Let, if I have a book idea, can I can I pitch it to you? And he said, sure. And he really did help this journal come into being. Now it is with our Sunday visitor now. Um, so it's called Be Yourself, a Catholic, a Catholic journal for girls. And as soon as it came out, people started asking, oh, well, where's the boys one? Is there a boys one? So it gave me a project. <laughs> so after the girls came out, I started working on the boys one. And the boys one we thought was going to come out, we thought it was going to come out. Um, then um, it, it was sold to our Sunday visitor and then the pandemic happened. <laughs> oh. So, uh, so it is actually, it's available on Amazon and OSV for pre-order and the official release date, I believe is August 29th. I got my copies last week. So this is actually happening now. I've been waiting. So I have the physical copies um, cool. in my house, not all of them. I have about 10 copies, but um, the, right now they're on their way to the edition different Amazon distribution centers and you can pre-order it. So it's um, for ages nine and up. It's really good for that like middle school tween age mm. where, um, you know, you're trying to figure out who you are and you have no idea who you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, it, it's, it's, um, it's a way to just tell these young uh, soon to be teenage kids that, God has a mission for them and them alone. Only they can fulfill it. And this is how, it's kind of like a roadmap. How do I figure out what God wants me to do? And it gives them things to think about and to embrace their uniqueness, to know that they are a son or, a son or daughter of God, that um, if they really tap into their faith, they're going to set the world on fire. Mm, what a great message. I love the fact that you did the one for the edition uh, for the boys as well. God was definitely speaking to you through those people that said, uh, what about the, the, the boys uh, book? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. So I, I definitely encourage people to keep their eyes on that because it's going to be a great gift. That's a great gift to give mm -hmm. to uh, a little boy. What age group would it be? You said tween kind of that. 
Yeah, so um, it's ages nine and up. And since it is um, about the reader, it, it ha it's a pretty big age range because um, it's, it's asking questions about you. I actually had someone tell me yesterday their daughter did it twice. She has two copies. So she liked seeing how her answers changed from one year to the next. Wow, that's pretty um, cool. Yeah, sorry, Bill. No, that's pretty cool. That's really neat. Uh, you know, I mean, you, 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 great way to spiritually grow, you know, do it twice. That's very neat. Yeah. Yeah. So we tried and it was an extra, a little extra challenging for me to do a boys one. So I did reach out to some guys that I look up to some theology teachers, some priests, um, Jerry again, helped me again. But, um, so there are a lot of activities in it where you just are told to kind of do something and come back and write about it. Um, one thing I, one of my favorite things, I hope you don't mind I'm talking about this. No, it's but, no, please. <laughs> the boys and the girls journal, the boys and the girls journal, they both have a would you rather section, which is kind of an East, like if youth ministers want to use it as an icebreaker, it's based on the fact that in, in our catechism, we are told that um, God created the whole world for us and he created us to serve him. And I feel like we kind of go to that end part right away and I ask the readers to stop and think before you're before you think about how you serve him, back up a little bit. God created the whole world for you. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, some people like to surf a wave. Some people like to hike a mountain. Which one do you want to do? You know, some people want to explore a cave. Other people want to, um, I don't know, run on a beach, you know, and we and the, would you rather and asks, you know, would you rather try to find shapes in the clouds or a constellation in the night sky, you know, and really gets them to look at all of these phenomenal works of God's creation and how you might answer differently than your friend. And that makes you unique. Mm, I love that. It's very contemplative, isn't it? Yeah. And it allows us to, to, I think that we focus too much on, well, you know, God wants me to do all this stuff, you know, when you're, yeah. you're you, you know, you, I have to serve everybody and, and well, yeah, but it's not, it's not a burden. It's, it's an honor. It's a privilege. So. Yeah. And, and instilling that in teens and children, young people is such a, an important thing, I think in our world right now too. So I do commend you for, for going in that direction because there's a lot of confusion, I think, for young people, especially young people who are not of faith. I can't even imagine how hard that would be that if you didn't have the compass of your faith. So uh, the fact that you're doing the writing that you're doing and the wonderful work with these websites and, and social media groups, the Catholic Social Media Influencers Group, is just so awesome. Um, now, I wondered if we could also talk about the the website where the group uh, Prayer Wine Chocolate, I did pull that up. And that's also a beautiful website at, at prayerwinechocolate.com. Um, and you have a quote right on the front. It says, be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire, Catherine of Siena. That must be a favorite of yours. Yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever, I didn't hear that when I was a kid. I, uh, it was something that like when, when social media started and everybody puts up those quotes, Mm -hmm. I, I must have came across it and I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> so, and it's true, you know, if you really trust God, 
it takes time. We, we're so used to instant immediate gratification. We have to trust that every day we have to wake up and just do the mundane. And eventually we see that it wasn't really mundane at all, that it was really bigger than that. Oh yeah. yeah. And I think it helps to instill what you just said with, especially with younger people, the whole idea of competition, it helps you to look at other people as also a gift and being able to um, see that everyone has different gifts. Hello. <laughs> She's just going to sit here with me. It's okay. Yeah. Got her daughter there with her. Yeah. Uh, we can see each other on this Zoom call, though this is audio, but we see each right, other right. here. So um, is there anything that you want to tell us about the prayer wine chocolate? Did di the difference between that compared to your catholicsonline.net website or, so or social yeah. media site? So I started prayer wine chocolate first. And um, I actually started speaking of my daughter. I started prayer wine chocolate because my husband and I, we struggled with infertility and we became parents through adoption. And we adopted our son who's eight. When I was working, we were both working full time and um, we were very intimidated by the cost of adoption, but we still felt like we were called to be parents. So when, once we adopted our son, I became a stay at home mom, but I, we both wanted more children. So I thought, well, we'll just, we'll have to adopt again, but we're going to have to get creative because now we're only a one income family. And I thought, you know, I've heard story after story where somebody knew someone and then rather than paying an adoption agency 40 to $50,000, we should be able to connect with someone. And especially with social media, people connected long before social media and, you know, adopted somebody who knew somebody. So I started Prayer Wine Chocolate to document our journey to adopt again. And we ended up through, because God is so good, we adopted twins. No, <laughs> God bless. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So I have two boys and a girl and the twins just turned three in April. So that was like one of the main reasons, because I, I thought, why would I have a blog? What do I have to offer people? And I thought other people who want to become parents and are struggling with infertility might also be intimidated by the cost of adoption. So I wanted to, um, you know, just kind of document our journey. I thought it was going to be a different journey. You know, I thought I was going to find all these um, different organizations to connect with that could connect people. But, and I did, I found them, but that's not how God, God just, God, God had other plans. I think he wanted people to know that ultimately we have to trust him and that your children are your children because it was his plan. It was his plan. Mm -hmm. So I love that story. Well, and it's so beautiful. You know, yes. I, I, I love being able to hear your uh, children in the background. I love being uh, able to just encounter that, you know, uh, because so many so many of these, um, you know, TV shows and podcasts, you know, we we, we hear, um, you know, people talk about it, but man, you're living it. And so that's such an amazing <laughs> that's such an amazing thing. You know, I mean, we we as Catholics have to be able to uh, celebrate um, the, the 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 Catholic family. Uh, no matter how we, no matter how we stumble into it, right, and whether that be uh, through adoption uh, or through 
uh, you know, natural, natural uh, childbearing. There is such an amazing, um, there's such an amazing, beautiful story to be told about about having about having children and 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 having a family and bringing uh, bringing children into this world and raising them. Um, so, so, so thank you for being an awesome mom and thank you for, 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 uh, just, just putting that on display for us. I, you know, I, I always, uh, I always remember the priests in our, in our parishes would always say, if you're not hearing children in the background, if you're not hearing, uh, you know, uh, babies crying at mass, you are, you are missing out on the life of the church, because the, that means the faith is dying. That means the faith is dying. You know, uh, one of my pastors always used to say, the Catholic Church is one generation from becoming extinct. It's, it's one generation from becoming extinct. Wow. So, uh, which means that we have to be able to always be bringing in um, and and committing ourselves to the Catholic family. So so thank you so much, uh, and and inspiring people for adoption to to adopt children. There are so many children out there looking for homes that need homes. Um, you know, my 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 aunt adopted uh, two uh, beautiful children from China, two beautiful girls from China. So uh, we always have to be thinking about that because uh, because life life is so beautiful in all stages in every way. So. So uh, thank you for just for just sharing that with us in such in such a unique way today. That's right. I completely agree, and I love the fact that we hear your kids in the background. <laughs> we're we're a very laid back podcast too, I think. <laughs> so we just love that. Now I didn't want to end our our podcast. We are about twenty minutes to the end um, without talking about this pandemic. I know you and I, Amy, had discussed the idea that we wanted to talk about how the pandemic has affected Catholics uh, and even your own ministry. Uh, thank God there are places like Catholics Online and Prayer Wine Chocolate that people can be brought together to, to be friends, right? And to connect and get to know others and, and learn about their wonderful ministries and the work that they're doing. So I uh, wondered if you could speak about that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think that 10, 20 years from now, we're really going to look back and see what exactly was God trying to say to us. But one thing that I definitely think I've turned my attention to is my house as a domestic church. And that, um, you know, I asked about a week or two ago, I asked people who follow Prayer Wine Chocolate, I said, can you tell me something good that has come out of this pandemic? I mean, I'm looking for something positive because mm. God knows we... <laughs> You know, we hear a whole lot of complaining out there. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I never seen so many comments. There were so many comments. So many people had good things to say. And a lot of them were saying they're spending more time with their own family, that they're having dinners together as a family. Amen. They are happy that their spouse is working from home and they appreciate that it's a little less hectic and that there's, they were, they're able to slow down a bit. And I, I have looked in, you know, it's forced me to look at my house and my family as the domestic church. And, you know, how is my domestic church? And my first impression was, well, to fix a rupper. <laughs> so, you know, and, and it's given me time to look at that. So now um, one thing I was like, um, 
this corner in my house it's actually behind me now is a desk with a picture of jesus the most sacred heart of jesus and mary and the immaculate heart of mary and it kind of was messy and i cleaned it off and i made it kind of like an inspiring prayer space and i wrote about creating a prayer space in your home and it doesn't have to be a whole prayer corner it does it could be a prayer room that's great if you have that that space but you know how is your domestic church are you do you have a crucifix on your wall you know do you talk to do you pray with your kids do you pray with your spouse you know um, simple questions but important ones right that's where it starts yeah that's right and it doesn't take that long to to say that prayer i mean it builds it has to build Uh, i know for us as a family here my daughters are older they're adults and living here with us um but it was just wonderful that during this pandemic, we were able to pray that rosary every night with the archdiocese. You know, our archdiocese did the eight o'clock rosary. It was just so beautiful every every night. Now they're doing it once a week, but it, it got us in a good practice, you know, yeah. our, our family. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, there's a fantastic so much ministry. Good. There's a fantastic ministry on Instagram. It's many Hail Marys at a time. Kristen mm. Riley, um, she started it. She had a blog, One Hail Mary at a Time. And now she started this Many Hail Marys at a Time. And it's around eight o'clock every single oh. morning, seven days a week. Okay, in the morning? Pray. Yes, okay. every morning they pray on Instagram. And she, they do it live. They have a guest. So every single morning they, they pray. And they have about 500 people praying the rosary every morning. Oh, wow. That's so good. Pretty awesome. When you see how places like podcasts and Instagram sites like that and your website and your social medias can bring people together, bring people of faith, because we're not seeing each other physically as much as we used to, right? Right, right. Uh, So it's just a a beautiful thing. Um, So do you have any other words to say about uh, this pandemic? I know uh, in, in our area here, I mean, you and I are both in the Philadelphia area, we're still in that kind of in-between phase with mass, uh, still not at complete capacity. Although I noticed at my own church, there were more people there this past Saturday evening than I've seen in weeks. So it was good to see, but I don't know how that's all going to go. You know, we, we pray that uh, we'll get back to quote normal, but not real sure when that's going to be. Yeah, I encourage people to really just go to their church and, yes. and see what's going on there. Because I know a lot of churches and parishes have Facebook pages and stuff, but just go there, see if there's a sign on the door. Um, I didn't realize in the beginning of the pandemic that the confessions never stopped. So you can go to confession, go, go. (laughs) Um, And this past week, we all went to mass, my husband and our three kids. And um, it really is spread out. Everyone's wearing a mask. I feel that it is a safe thing to do. If you can go to the grocery store, you can go to mass. Although I do know it's a very personal decision. You can, you know, you can still watch online. My husband is very nervous about it. He has diabetes. So it was the first time he went, but my children were the only children at mass. And that concerns me. I agree. You know, but at the same time, I don't want to sound judgmental. I don't, you know, you got to do what's safest for your child and stuff, but check it out. That's what I'm saying. Maybe go by yourself as an adult and check it out because I told, we now have 
for the longest time when masses started, we only had one mass, but now there's a nine and an 11 and the 11 o'clock was pretty much empty. So if you're worried that people are on top of each other, it, check it out because I was far, far away from a lot of people mm. and, and they do it. They do every other pew. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, and some masses are, some parishes are doing like outdoor mass, like bring a beach chair. Yep. So just kind of check out and see what's going on in your parish and your neighboring parishes. And if you can go. Yeah. That's great advice because there are people who are scared mm-hmm. and, um, but eventually, you know, we will have to get back to some kind of normalcy, I think, right? Just like the rest of the world, the Catholic Church has to as well, some kind of normalcy. So yeah. I, I want to commend our churches and our archdiocese. The Archdiocese of Philadelphia has done an amazing job during this pandemic. As I said, that rosary every Monday night at eight o'clock was, uh, I'm sorry, it was every, actually every night. Now it's every Monday, once a week on Mondays. But how great has the Archdiocese done with streaming the masses? Our Archbishop here, Archbishop Perez, uh, I thank him greatly. And thank all the priests. Uh, in fact, if anybody's, you know, any religious or priest listening on this podcast, because we do have many that do listen, uh, especially my own friends, the Mercedarians, who've been multiple guests on this show. <laughs> They've done such an amazing job with uh, streaming those masses. And they've got a lot to juggle. I mean, because not only are they juggling, you know, keeping everything clean, right, at the church. I mean, right. they're juggling all of these cameras and, you know, making sure that the Internet's good. And, you know, it, there's a lot. There's, Bill, I know you understand that. Oh, yeah. No, I mean. Of the work that you do. Well, you know, I, I just think that, you know, Amy made some really awesome points there. And I think there's so many uh, different ways to get into ma- to mass today, Uh and and it really is an educational opportunity uh, for for a lot of kids too. You know, I mean, we can we can teach our children about um, going to mass outside, and um, you know that that masses were you know historically said on battlefields, you know, on hoods of cars. I mean, you know, like we're you know we're talking about you know some amazing you know opportunities with with the way we can. Uh, you know, teach our children and also live the experiential stuff. I mean, my pastor here in Milwaukee said, "If the weather's nice, we're outside. Bring a beach chair. We're outside." And and, and then he then he goes, "Oh, by the way, um, you know, can you and a few other people help us live stream it outside?" And so and so we're live streaming masses outside and inside, and we don't even know where we're going to be every day or every Sunday based on the weather. And it's um and it and it's interesting though because you see a different cross section of 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 people um at at each different location at each different mass and um there are especially when you're outside there's people you know wandering the streets down down the sidewalk in milwaukee and they're looking and going what's happening here you know and and so (laughs) yeah there's a there's a public you know aspect of this so so yeah i think um you know, Catholics have to just become creative and, you know, you've, you've become so creative with your ministries and how you're helping, you know, people connect and things like that, that, um, yeah, we, this is what we have to do. This is our time. This is our time to, to really shine and, and for the laity to push our priests, um, to, to become creative and help our, and help our priests and help our, uh, church become creative because, uh, because if we want these things, we're going to have to make them happen ourselves. And, um, and, you know, of course, we can't, you know, be a concert, we can't celebrate Mass, but what we can do is encourage our priests to become uh, creative with them and say, hey, I'll help you do this. I'll help you do that. 
Um, and, and so I'm so impressed by your ministry and all the ways that you're helping Catholics just connect. It's awesome. It really is. Really is. I want to, Amy, ask you to people who are listening. Uh, first, I would like to invite them to like all of your social media pages. So I'm going to try to make sure I list all of them. But if I miss something, you're going to tell okay. me. Okay. So one would be prayer, wine, chocolate, and that's going to be on Facebook. And I believe it is on Instagram too. Yes. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but I honestly don't do Twitter that much. Okay. So Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then the other one we didn't talk as much about is the Catholic social media influencers, right? Well, yeah, the Facebook page is Catholics online. Okay. Um, there's another Catholics online, so that can be kind of confusing. It's Catholics online directory, like the at symbol Catholics online directory okay. and Catholics on and Catholics online on Instagram. So we Very are good. Catholics online on Instagram. And then on Facebook, we are also Catholic shopping bag. That's right. So are, is the Catholic social media influencers, is that something that's been combined with the Catholics online? Or are you not, is that title not existing anymore? Um, Catholic. Okay. So Catholic social media influencers was actually our original, okay. um, website too. And it's our secret Facebook group for the, okay. for the people that are listed on the directory. They are in that Facebook group so that we can talk to each other, support each other, give each other advice, educate each other kind of thing. So when you apply to become a member, say you run a ministry or you're a blogger, or, you know, you have a Catholic business to sell Bibles and and Catholic gifts, you get into that Facebook group so that you can connect with the other people in the directory and collaborate and support one another. Thank you. I'm glad you clarified that just even for myself too, because I'm a member of Catholic social media influencers <laughs> and uh, you've got so much going on, all wonderful, wonderful things. So um, would you have any thoughts for people who are listening? Maybe they are kind of wavering in their faith and you are a person of, of deep faith and commitment to the church and also to uh, the Lord. So I didn't know if you had one or two things to say to somebody who might be feeling kind of discouraged at this time. Well, um, it's, you know, it's funny. And the Holy Spirit just led that question because yesterday, I believe yesterday's gospel was about the mustard seed. Mm. And um, if you don't have a lot of faith, God, Jesus knew that people were going to feel that way all the time. That's why he said, just as long as you have this faith of, his, of a mustard seed, you feel like you don't have big faith. Well, that's everybody at some point, you know, even Mother Teresa felt like that. Yes. Amen. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think that little short prayers are the best. Like, Father, help me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Lord, Holy Spirit, guide me. You know, these little tiny, tiny prayers you can say during the day, God hears them you know, and, um, wear a miraculous medal. I cannot say enough, you know, get yourself a miraculous medal <laughs> and, and you got to get one as a necklace. Got, yeah, you know, I, ha I have it too. Right now yeah. I have earrings on, but yes, yeah. I have the, the necklace too. Our lady, our blessed mother told St. Catherine Labore, if you wear a miraculous medal around your neck, more graces will come to you. And then you see God in your life. It's like Mary is pulling back the curtain of heaven and allowing you to peek in. My dad mm. wears one too. Mm. So, I mean, you, you, it doesn't have to be fancy. It's a silver metal thing. Put it under your shirt. And uh, that's right. Amen. Yeah. 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 You know, my, uh, 
my my dad, especially when I was in high school, I don't have it on right this very moment, but my dad, when I was in high school, he used to say, because I used to have miraculous medals, uh, Benedict medals, crucifixes, everything on one chain. He goes, what is it, a Mr. T starter set? Um, <laughs> and, I said, <laughs> and, and I said, no, dad, it's not a Mr. T starter set. It's a, it's a, it's a, Catholic, it's a Catholic thing, man. Uh, I know. That's right. Uh, Amen. Yeah. yeah, I have my, right now I'm wearing earrings. In fact, a little plug for uh, one of my good friends, uh, the, the Tobins, Kathleen and Sean Tobin, who have been on Sewing Hope with Catholic beads and more. Mm. And that's where I got my miraculous metal earrings because uh, some days I wear these. Most days I wear my chain with the miraculous metal, but uh, it's nice to have options though too, you know, uh, the rings and different things that you can get, which I'm sure that your Catholic artists oh, yeah. also offer all those too, right? Oh yeah. And the, yeah. And the, and the bracelets and everything else. So um it's all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Amy, you're just doing amazing work and, and you're just an amazing woman and mom balancing so much because your kids are right in the middle of that. She nodded like, no, yes, you are. We're <laughs> <laughs> watching know, TV right now. I don't know who's putting right. awards. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, and, and, you know, um, a lot of our Catholic friends are also homeschooling mothers. And even if you weren't one this past year, you became one. So I, I, I reach out to those moms and say, uh, good job, because I know that must not be easy uh, because I did it myself. So I, I do understand that I uh, homeschool my two daughters from pre-K to 12. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> wow. Praise God. Yep. We always gave them the option, though. I remember every year I would say, do you want to go to school? Because people would say to me, why are you forcing, you know? <laughs> right, right. And I'd say, you know what? They get every year they had an option, including high school. Do you want to go to school? And the more they would talk to their friends, the more they would say, no, we don't. <laughs> wow. wow. How about yeah, that? Not to say I know that it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. But, um, but for us, it wound up being a good option. So, yeah. But this well, pandemic made everybody be a homeschooling parent, I think, for the most part. Yeah, and I think support from schools. Yeah, so, something I've you know very unfamiliar with homeschooling until this year, and I've realized I had so many preconceived notions that were completely wrong. Mm. So now I feel like exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, thank you so much, Anne and Bill. This was really oh, fun, and oh, I yeah. hope that people hung in there. If, oh yeah, yes, oh, they yeah. did. They did. And again, I invite everybody. Please go to her websites. They are absolutely wonderful. CatholicsOnline.net, PrayerWineChocolate.com, and liking all those different social media pages. Uh, especially, like I said, for those gifts, you want to support those Catholic artisans at Catholic Shopping Bag. Right, Amy, and also yes. on Catholics Online, there's the place that they can actually buy, you know, buy some of those wonderful items. Yeah, real quick, if they go to Catholic Shopping Bag on Facebook and they try to, um, there's a way that you can put C first because we just share things we find that are really cool Catholic gifts all day long, seven days a week. So it's a neat thing to know that you have their Catholic Shopping Bag so that when a, a, a season or a sacrament comes up, you can just, you know, make sure you check that. See, see what new ideas pop up because the people are, there's always something new. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. Especially at this time, I think we want to support small businesses, don't yeah. we? I yeah. mean, this pandemic has been very difficult for businesses. So now's the time if you want to 
buy that gift for somebody, go ahead and do it even just for yourself, right? Get yourself right. A, a nice miraculous <laughs> metal chain right? yes, yes. <laughs> or yeah. earrings, whatever. So yeah, Amy, thank you so much. Come back again. Well, you're going to awesome. be a guest. Let me just make that announcement. Amy's going to be a guest on Journeys in Faith uh, with me on Fiat Ministry Network. The date is going to be on October 16th, I believe it is. I'm just double checking here. Friday, October 16th, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It's a one-hour live show. It is a, a video show, you know, regular yeah. video. So please go to Facebook Live and watch that. It's also on Patchwork Heart Ministry. That's Bill's network. Uh, please subscribe to Patchwork Heart on YouTube because Bill has some amazing shows, uh, including uh, other podcasts that he does. So, Bill, thanks for all the great work that you're doing. Oh, of course, yeah, and uh, and yeah. Thanks to everybody for liking and sharing our stuff. If if you're listening on YouTube right now and you have not liked the page yet, just hit the uh, thing that says subscribe, and then hit the little bell. You'll be notified every time Sewing Hope goes uh, live on the air. And believe it or not, we'll be back on uh, Thursday uh, with uh, with Sean DeSantis. Right, we'll be on uh, Thursday evening at six o'clock or five six o'clock p.m. Eastern time, five p.m. Central. Uh, with Sean DeSantis. So that'll be exciting. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, but big thanks to Amy uh, Brooks and uh, my co-host as always, Ann DeSantis, uh, for this episode uh, this morning. And until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, the St. Raymond Donatus Foundation, and Fiat Ministry Network, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith and I was attending Mass, but I was not present. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. But I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck wrote in my faith. I did not want to become Catholic. I came into the church kicking and screaming. I even left for a period because I was like, I, I can't. All my plans that I had are gone now. So I tried to go back only, and that's only to come back later on because of the, ultimately because of the Eucharist. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. 
My husband comes home from work and I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it. Honey, you've been trying to quit. You've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he, his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never follow through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you on your own could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice, the blood of Christ, and the bread as participation in the body of Christ, and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time. So in other words, you need to decide what are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist or not? <laughs>